Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to Hollywood and Levine. I am Ken Levine, your podcast host. Thanks so much for being here this week. I want to talk about location shooting because here in Los Angeles, there is an awful lot of it. Movies and uh, TV shows all film here in L.A., uh, primarily because of the weather. Although a lot of shows now film in Vancouver because it's cheaper. But still, if you don't live in a metropolitan area like Los Angeles or New York, uh, chances are there's not an awful lot of location filming that goes on in your neighborhood. And I bring up the topic because just last week, I don't mean to be a name dropper, but just last week they shot a scene from Beverly Hills Cop 4 on my street. And it is not the first time, but I thought, yeah, okay, this is kind of a cool topic. And again, one of the things that is uh, unique about living in Los Angeles. So first, let me tell you about uh, about that. And here's the way this works. You get uh, a notice that they drop off on your front door saying, oh, uh, in a week, we are going to be filming a scene from a movie, in this case, Beverly Hills Cop 4, uh, on your block, and uh, it will be from 6 a.m. until sundown, Wednesday and Thursday. You are not allowed to park on the street. If you live in the middle of the block, good luck, because you have to park your car two blocks away and walk. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's not like you can write them and say, you know what, eh, this is going to be kind of inconvenient. Uh, so, no. Uh, God forbid you had planned a birthday party one of the days that they were going to shoot an episode. You are just screwed. So, you get this letter. If they use your house specifically, and I'll get into this in a few minutes, then they have to pay you. But if they're just using city streets, well, they're paying the city. They're not paying you. And, uh, you know, I guess in theory they're not allowed to sit on your lawn or whatever, but pretty much they 
take over your entire street. In this case, it was actually kind of cool. It was a second unit scene where there's a big chase. Uh, Eddie Murphy, who stars in it as Axel Foley, he's back, thank God. Um, So he is driving this huge truck, and he's followed by eight police cars. And they race down our street, and our street is kind of winding. So the truck is like weaving kind of back and forth. And then it hits the intersection, and it hits one of the cop cars. And the cop car spins around, does like a 180, and then the next cop car just T-bones it. And you have all of this crashing going on, and then the truck continues down a hill and it's weaving back and forth and knocking over garbage cans the stunt driver was amazing because if you can imagine a huge truck going at like 60 miles an hour down a hill you know it was weaving back and forth at at any second i thought the thing was going to tip over it was pretty remarkable but so all of this was going on in our neighborhood for uh, for two days. There's like 25 people who are all standing around with walkie-talkies. I have no idea what they do. I've been in this industry my entire life. I have no idea why you need 25 people all standing around with walkie-talkies and headsets. I don't know what they do. For the most part, they were just standing there. And of course, if you're a resident, they have to let you go in or out. We have a neighbor uh, who is very feisty. And there were like police cars blocking the street. Like I said, there was like eight police cars that were going to be chasing the truck and they were setting up. She had to leave and she goes, uh, um, I'm a resident, I have to leave. And they said, yes, well, we're shooting this scene from a movie. Yeah, I'm a resident. I got to leave. Move the police cars. And they did. They had to move the police cars for this woman. But most of the people, we were all very nice. And the crew people that we talked to were also very nice. I spent a lot of time talking to the sound guy. It's pretty interesting, especially now, because I was saying, when you're doing a movie that's going to be in a theater and there's all this Dolby and THX and uh, surround sound, how do you do that? How do you how do you mic a scene like this where it's going down the street and all kinds of things are happening? And he says he's got a bunch of uh, wireless mics that are positioned along the route so that, yes, when you're watching the movie, it is going to sound like the truck is moving from left to right. Very cool. And he was saying, I'm not ready yet if there's an airplane overhead. And I asked him about that because it happened once during the time I was standing there. And he said, I have to tell the director, hold up. There's an airplane overhead. And the actors always blame him because they're ready to go. 
And now there is this delay because of the sound guy and, you know, as if the messenger. So they always blame him. And he had a, a great line. He says, you know, he would go up to the actors and he would say to them, um, hey, people on that plane are paying four dollars to watch your movie. OK, they're paying four dollars for the headphones, the pictures they're getting for free. That usually shuts the actors up. But it was, you know, kind of fun. And uh, there is like one setup where you see my house in the background. So when you see Beverly Hills Cop 4, which is a Netflix movie, so I don't even know if it will be in a theater. It'll certainly be on Netflix. You may, you may see my house for two seconds, which is really exciting. This is not the first scene that they have shot on on our block. Actually, they've done a few commercials on our street. They shot a Ford commercial. (laughs) It took like two days to do this Beverly Hills Cop 4 thing with stunts, with cars crashing and trucks knocking over garbage cans. It took two days to shoot this stunt 14 different times. They probably wrecked eight police cars in the process. There was a Ford commercial they did two doors down. took four days. It just took four days. How did it take four days to do a 30-second commercial? They also did a GoDaddy commercial with the hot GoDaddy girl who was hanging around. And for those of us in the neighborhood... Whenever there's a a film shoot, we always just sort of wander over and know that there's going to be a big craft services table. So, you know, just go over there and uh, help yourself to breakfast or at least a donut. It's the least they can do since since they don't pay us. Like I said, if it is your house, though, they do have to pay you. And neighbors of ours who live around the corner down the block... Their house was used for a pilot for an ABC show, some hour-long drama. I think it starred Mel Harris. And they used the exterior of the house. And for the pilot, they shot inside their actual house. So then the show gets picked up. Well, they can't shoot in their house every week. So what they do... And this is really freaky. They duplicate the interior of their house on a soundstage. And I was talking to my neighbors and they said, you just can't believe how weird it is to walk on a soundstage. And there's your living room. They've just duplicated everything. If they couldn't find the right piece of furniture, they just made one that looked exactly like it. That was really bizarre. I I know there was a a series, my late friend Earl Pomerantz wrote a series that was essentially autobiographical about his family, and they did the same thing on a soundstage, and this was a a multi-camera show where they duplicated his living room, and the backdrop was the scene that he saw the view, panorama, 
outside his window. And he said, yeah, that was like very weird when you're editing and there you are in your own house. They, uh, they've never come to our house, but we got very close once. Got a knock on the door one day from a location manager. They were shooting a new pilot called Dollhouse, which was a Josh Whedon show starring Eliza Dushku. I think that's how you pronounce her name. And they wanted her to be in a swimming pool. And they did Google Maps, and they were looking around, and they wanted like a rectangle pool. And they saw that we had one. So they said, can we take pictures of your pool, and can we consider using your house? And I'm like, yeah, sure, okay, how much are you going to pay? Uh, something like $20,000 to use your house for two or three days. You know, And in theory, uh, they clear everything up, and hey, you know, Eliza Dushku is swimming around in, in my pool. But again, they didn't use it. My partner, David Isaacs, also came very close. They almost used the exterior of his house for Larry David's house on Curb Your Enthusiasm, but alas, they didn't. Do you know who rents a lot of houses? Porn companies. The San Fernando Valley is the porn capital of the world, and they're always looking for homes that are somewhat secluded. And my parents had very good friends of theirs. And again, these were people who were like in their 70s and 80s. And they lived at the end of a cul-de-sac in the valley. And they were very wealthy. They were probably the wealthiest friends my parents had. And they would rent out their place to porn companies all the time. And they were saying, yeah, this is like great money and it's fantastic. And, uh, and they clean up everything. You know, it's like you never know that, that they were here. And my father said if they were going to get together with them for an evening to go out to dinner or something, and, and they would say, hey, come on by the house. We'll have drinks first and then go out to the restaurant. It's like my parents didn't want to sit on their couches. <laughs> they, they didn't want to go in their home. In L.A., you just kind of get used to it. The Brady Bunch went to my high school, Taft High, in Woodland Hills. I walk around UCLA because I live in Westwood. I walk around UCLA a lot. And as a result, I bump into a lot of film uh, shoots. Uh, one day, I was standing there and I was watching this uh, brand new show called Freaks and Geeks. I was filming a scene and I was looking at that going, huh, this is pretty funny. I wonder if this show's going to make it. This is pretty good. Of course, it, it didn't. I saw him shoot old school, something with Jill Hennessy. There was some show that was filmed even during the pandemic. You know, everyone was like walking around in masks and uh, and, and you could get tests so, like, I would go go over there and, and I would just get a COVID test free. You know, they think I was on the crew. What, what the hell? When my mom was 11 years old, my mom grew up in 
Los Angeles. And she lived in Culver City, not too far from MGM. One night after dinner, she sees that the sky is lit up. And so she and her older sister walk a couple of blocks over to MGM. And my mom got to watch them film the burning of Atlanta from Gone with the Wind. How cool is that? And that was actually the night that David Selznick met uh, Vivian Lee and hired Vivian Lee to play Scarlett O'Hara. But uh, my mom was there. When I was 11, we lived in Woodland Hills, which is in the San Fernando Valley. They never used our house for any porn shoots. There was never any porn that was taking place in, in our house, certainly not from me when I was in high school. But they filmed a Bob Hope movie called Bachelor in Paradise in my neighborhood. And I lived in a housing tract. And the whole premise of the movie was that uh, Bob Hope was a writer who was going to do a story about suburbia. And it was very cool because the exterior of his house was the exact exterior of our house. And they used a lot of locations uh, in and around Woodland Hills, you know, Woodlake Bowl and stuff like that. So that was really cool. I mean, to this day, I'll watch episodes of old shows like Perry Mason or The Fugitive. And it's fun to see old restaurants that are now gone or uh, streets before there were bridges There was an old episode of Highway Patrol that I saw about 10 years ago, this old 1950s show with Broderick Crawford. And Highway Patrol car is going down Ventura Boulevard in Woodland Hills. And I recognize it. It's like, oh, my God, he just passed Fallbrook and he's heading east. And now he's going to see Niter... Auto Body and uh, Dillaway Realty and the Pool Supply Place and the Gulf Station. And then there's going to be the Freeway Bridge. And as he drives along, there's no Freeway Bridge. It was before they built the freeway. So that was really kind of weird. What's really fun is when they prepare a movie for a period piece. Remember a couple of years ago, there was the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and they duplicated old Hollywood and Westwood Village for 1969. It was great because you'd go down Hollywood Boulevard and there was the Pussycat Theater, which has been defunct for like 20 years, and and other locations that have long since faded into the mist have been faithfully recreated. And in Westwood, where they shot the scenes with Margot Robbie going into the theater, it's really amazing the amount of detail that goes into the set dressing. At one point, there is like a a, a newsstand So there are newspapers of the day. There's the L.A. Free Press and uh, L.A. Herald Examiner and, 
you know, all of these newspapers that were duplicated from 1969. There was a travel agency and all of the posters were TWA and all from the time. And there was a, a beauty shop and it had the price list of hairstyle and whatever. And, you know, all 1969 prices just down to the nth detail. Meanwhile, you see the movie and the camera goes swish right by it. You don't see any of that stuff. And yet it's it's all there. It's really like walking into a time machine. What's really fun for me is seeing all the vintage old cars that they populate the scenes with. And in the case of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, they also had bus benches and billboards. Same thing with Licorice Pizza. You'd go into the valley and all of a sudden there's a billboard for KMET, a radio station that hasn't been around in 45 years. All of a sudden, whoa, there's a KMET billboard again. So that's really fun because the whole experience, you get to like walk into a time machine and you get to be a part of it. Well, at first, all of the location shooting is really cool. But then it becomes kind of a nightmare. You're driving somewhere and suddenly the street is closed or you're forced to stop for 10 minutes because they're shooting a scene. And again, it's not like you are making any money out of this. It is just a total inconvenience. And the big headache, the real super headache, is when they close freeways. And they do that quite frequently. Again, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, they closed a freeway. For La La Land, oh my God, I think they closed that freeway for the big production number. Must have closed that freeway for like three, four days. Now, you can imagine in busy Los Angeles what it's like when a freeway is closed. It's just an absolute nightmare. If you're in L.A. and you want to see uh, a show being shot somewhere, there are certain tells, okay? Uh, if, if a shoot is nearby, look on lampposts and things, and there'll be these day-glow signs that will say, you know, it's usually the initials of what the production is, you know, NCIS, whatever, and then an arrow. Well, you just follow the arrow because those signs are there to guide the crew as to where to park and where the the shoot is located. So again, if you're driving around and all of a sudden you see one of these signs, you might want to take a 10-minute break and make a right and see what's happening at NCIS. There are also locations that are pretty iconic that you've seen many times. So if you want to visit those, Union Station downtown has probably had 
you know, the the most things shot there because it's Art Deco and it can be 1930, it can be 1950, it can be today. Also, the Griffith Park Observatory. I guess the most famous movie shot there was Rebel Without a Cause. You know the famous Laurel and Hardy short, The Music Box, where they are trying to push this piano up this huge staircase? Well, that staircase still exists, and it's in the Silver Lake area. There is a movie, and I don't know the name of it. You probably look it up. It's a documentary, and it's long. It's like about a two-hour documentary or more um, about all of the locations in Los Angeles that have been used for movies. So if you are interested in that, look it up. It's really, really worth seeing. And so that's uh, that's a, a look at location shooting. Again, Beverly Hills Cop 4 these police cars going down the street, they're chasing this big truck driven by Eddie Murphy. And for one second, you're going to have a chance to actually see my house, see where this podcast originates from. That's certainly worth seeing, even if you have to go to a theater. Our thanks, as always, to Adam and Susie Meister Butler, to Howard Hoffman, to Bruce and Jason Miller, and to John Wolford. If you want to get in touch with me, Hollywood Levine at Outlook.com, Hollywood Levine at Outlook.com. I am no longer on Twitter. Fuck you, Elon Musk. I have deactivated my Twitter account, but I am on Instagram, Hollywood and Levine, where I continue to showcase my cartoons. Thanks again for listening. We will see you next week right here on Hollywood and Levine.